The Matt Wyatt Show podcast is made possible by Mississippi Land Bank. Buying or selling, make sure you go there first. Online at mslandbank.com. That's Mississippi Land Bank, where they understand the lay of the land in North Mississippi. From around the world and right here at home. Streaming to you at the thezone1059.com and on your radio. On ESPN 105.9, The Zone. All right, let's go. Hour three of the show has begun. Hour three is presented by Overstreet Properties in Starkville. Overstreet Properties and overstreetproperties.com. So if you're headed to Starkville for anything residential, like uh, moving there permanently, or you go into town for, I don't know, 10, 15 weekends out of the year for ball games and such, you need a condo, a place that's yours, um, a student leasing an apartment, anything like that, residential, go to Overstreet Properties, find the contact information, call Kane Overstreet, find it all at overstreetproperties.com. So as we start hour three here in the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, we'll talk golf coming up. Check in with my friend Don Williams, who, as a member of the media, has been covering the Masters now for over 30 years straight. He's seen a bunch. Walk that course a bunch, a lot, a lot of times. And this one, unlike any of the others that he's seen. And uh, we'll check in with him. Kind of see how things are going and what it's like and what the talk is. And uh, so we'll check in with Don from Augusta in just a bit if everything goes according to plan. And we'll give you a heads up that uh, you can text me anytime. If you got a question or comment, hit me up on the Country, please, in text line, 885-ESPN. That's a 601 number, 601-885-ESPN, or 885-3776. Grumpy texted us, and he said, Matt and JB, really enjoying the Masters. On the patio, I'm a huge Tiger fan. He's having a comfortable round, a few birdies, lots of pars. Augusta National looks beautiful. And then he says, you guys have a great third hour. Thanks, Grumpy. Appreciate it very much. You know, Grumpy, I'm not telling you what to do, but there's probably a way to stay tuned in with us and watch the Masters. But uh, <laughs> don't leave us. In fact, I'll give you something you can't get anywhere else. That is right now live from Augusta. My friend Don Williams on the Divinity Equipment phone line. Don has been uh, as a member of the media covering the Masters for over 30 years straight. And this one... Really, unlike any of the others, we hear that it's a tradition unlike any other. This is a master's unlike any other. It's happening in the fall here. Let's talk with Don right now, joining us on the Divinity phone. Don, I do appreciate some time on the uh, opening day, fall, November master's. It, it's kind of weird to even say it. How would you describe uh, the feeling there um, at Augusta? Is, it, is weird the, the right word? Is that okay? Matt, yeah, I guess a little bit, um, although I think that um, the fact that we've all watched golf tournaments now since June, when they restarted at the Colonial mm-hmm. in Dallas or Fort Worth, let me be um, precise about that. People in Fort Worth would not like me saying <laughs> Dallas. Um, you know, we, we've, we've gotten used to watching golf without fans, yeah. and... Uh, you know, we've been through a PGA Championship. We've been through a U.S. Open. So, yeah, I think it's about what we expected. 
here's what has struck me. The golf course looks the same. Mm. Now, that's when you're standing on the first tee looking down the fairway. It looks the same. Mm. Uh, everybody said, what's it going to be like in November? Well, first of all, unfair, because we did not have, uh, in November, usually 80 degrees. Right. Well, guess what? That's what we had this week. It has been unseasonably warm. Um, there have been, as you doubtless know, tropical storm rains that came through the area beginning on uh, Tuesday night, ending this morning. There was a two-and-a-half-hour rain delay. Knew it was coming, and uh, the rain's gone. But that's a typical thing that happens in the spring. Uh, heavy, you know, spring showers. Well, we, we've had heavy fall showers and temperatures around 80. The biggest difference to me is no wind. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I've moved back to the southeast from Dallas. Right. So the first thing I noticed when I moved back here, I've been here two months now, is the wind doesn't blow. Um, it does in the spring, and you'll have those breezes that play havoc with Amen Corner. Well, the, rain, the wind doesn't blow much in the fall. Uh, I lived in Dallas for four years where it blows every day, yeah. 20 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, a little less in the summertime. But in the fall, winter, and spring, it blows. It just blows. Well, it's still here. And uh, I don't think they're going to get above 10 miles an hour all weekend. Mm. Um, and as a result, you know, you, you see the flags aren't moving. Uh, players are taking dead aim. Iron shots hit from the fairway are hitting the greens and stopping. That's what happens when the greens are wet. Mm-hmm. Now, the greens are still fast. They're, I don't know if they're Augusta fast. Instead of 14, they may be 13. But they're still pretty quick. But you still can take dead aim at the pin, and we have seen this morning and this early afternoon, we have seen shots uh, you know, on tough holes like number five hit to within 10 feet. And you just normally don't see that because greens don't hold at Augusta. Now, as we go through the weekend, I think they will begin to get a little bit quicker, but uh, I've been here enough years and seen enough rain to know that they never, when you've had this much water, they're not going to get where they were uh, last weekend. And I, I, I referenced last weekend because it hadn't rained here in a month. Sure. Um, until this week. So it's going to be a soft and relatively slow golf course. There's no run in the fairways unless you're on a hole that has, a, you know, a pitch like number 10, number 2. But on most uh, par 4s and par 5s, the ball's going to hit the fairway and stop, which means that you're going to have a lot longer shot going in. So the uh, long hitters are going to have that advantage of a shorter club in their hand, but they always have that anyway. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's funny. I was, I was telling somebody about an hour ago when we were looking at the leaderboard, uh, it's, 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 the, it's the veterans who know how to play this golf course, and you look at the leaderboard. 40-something Paul Casey, nearly 40 Webb Simpson, mm-hmm. 47-year-old Lee Westwood, Tiger Woods, yep. Matt Kuchar. The 40-year-olds are having a ball out at Augusta right now. <laughs> you know, it's really interesting you bring that up because I was reading just a few com- or hearing and listening to a few comments from players coming into the first round, and McElroy, one of his, you know, jumped out at me is, he, he said, you know, it's smarts, or in other words, the mental part that's right. going to have guys excelling this week and not necessarily the physical ability to bomb it all over the course. And that's what you're saying is playing out so far here in the first round. 
so far, it's only Thursday, but, you know, Lee Westwood, 47 years old, so often a bridesmaid, he goes out and shoots 31 mm-hmm. on the front nine. Now, you're given one back on the back, and the rest have been pars. He's playing 18. He's four under par. That's a good score. Uh, Paul Casey's playing nine because he started on 10. He's seven under. And, uh, you know, look at his card. And, of course, you know, Casey had his best-ever finish at the PGA Championship, and he finished tied for second. He's never really been a threat on majors. But, boy, he's got his mojo going now. He eagled number two. That's not a bad way to start. He Mm. birdied six, birdied ten. Ten's a tough hole. Uh, Birdied 13 and 15 like you're supposed to. Birdied 16. 16's got an easy uh, pen placement today. Um, And, uh, you know, so he's made no bogeys. And he has birdied uh, three, uh, well, two birdies and an eagle. He did not birdie number eight. So he's had a great day, and he's likely going to, you know, it's still a long way to go because the afternoon guys haven't even started yet. But sure. 65 is a good chance he's going to be the uh, the first-round leader. But I guess Tiger Woods still is the story of the day, right, at four under mm-hmm. par. Uh, he's got two holes to play. Tiger also hasn't made a bogey. He started on number 10. He birdied 13 and 15. Okay, that's nice. 16, easy pin placement, so that's good, but no bogeys. Mm. And then he birdied number one. So that's it, no bogeys. Right now he's on a string of six straight pars, and uh, that's all you're going to hear about tonight is Tiger Woods. Where did he come from? Is he going to be a threat all weekend, (laughs) you know, with Tiger? Yeah. If he uh, if he's anywhere around, that becomes the only story, and that's all we're going to hear about. I think for the next twenty four hours is Tiger Woods, unless he um, makes some mistakes on these last two holes. Sure, sure. Don Williams live on your radio from Augusta, day one of the Masters here, two thousand twenty. Uh, so I wanted to ask you about the course. You touched on it. So all this rain leading up to the start. It rains this morning. The wind isn't blowing. They're taking dead aim. The ball will stick on some of the greens. And so, you know, the holes are susceptible. And so then I look up at what the course is doing today, Don, and what I see is that number two and number 15, uh, there's been three eagles apiece on each of those today, number two and number 15. And there's been 19 birdies on number two, and there's been 21 on number 15. So... They, you know, and it makes sense because I was just thinking what you said. You look at number two, for instance, it's a susceptible par five where they can get the run down the hill on that tee yep. shot and then can go directly at the pin and stick it up there right. on the green. So it just makes sense. The stats are holding it up, aren't they? Yeah, and they've got the tee boxes up on both of those holes. So it has become uh, easily reachable virtually everybody in the field. I was watching Lee Westwood on number two, and I know where the ball should finish on number two on a dry day. Mm-hmm. For somebody like Lee, who's not, you know, blessed with great length, that ball should end up uh, just short and left of the uh, of the fairway bunker on the right side. He uh, he flew the ball in the air to the crest of the hill, and then it took the uh, took pitch and went down the hill another thirty yards. That's that is Bubba Watson territory. That's not Lee Westwood territory. So the pin, the the, the tee markers are up. Mm. So it's easy to get home on both two and fifteen. In fact, I've just about everybody I've watched on fifteen has hit it over the green mm. in two. Um, it's that it's that easy to get home on that hole today. So um, so the the scoring that you're talking about, yeah, 
uh, it was set up a little bit, I think, by the few markers. Sure. And the fact that there's no fear. You know, on number 15 in particular, if you go for 15 and it's dicey, and you hit it, uh, dicey meaning it's a chance as to whether you should or not, and you hit it um, 5, 10 feet short of the pin, mm-hmm. that ball's coming back. It's going to go roll back. Many, you've seen it uh, many times, roll mm-hmm. back into the water. Well, there is no danger of that ball rolling back in the water today. So they're just taking dead aim. So, yeah, I think that 2 and 15 are just almost give me birdie holes. Um, uh, 8 is uh, uh, most everybody's getting to the front edge, pins back. Mm-hmm. So you still got to pitch and putt. And uh, and 13, of course, 13 is a birdie hole every day because it's so short. Right. So it was funny, though, the Chambeau, I was watching uh, Brandel Chambly last night, and uh, Brandel just basically, and I'm, obviously I'm paraphrasing, Brandel was like, I don't even know why they're playing the tournament because he's going to win by 10. <laughs> he's just you know, con- convinced that Brandel's going to hit it 400 yards mm. and have, um, or the, I'm sorry, DeChambeau's going to hit it 400 yards and have, have a wedge into every green. Uh, he makes a double bogey on number 13, the easiest hole out there. <laughs> uh, now he's come back from that, you know, no more bogeys. He's made three birdies. He's one under. Um, but he's not tearing it up. And again, it goes to the fact that this is his fourth Masters, and he's never finished in the top 15. So he has not unlocked the key to Augusta National yet. Yeah, he's got greater gifts than probably anybody else in the field today, and he may light it up Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. But he's, uh, he's getting a little tiny dose of humility today. How about that? Don Williams on your radio live from Augusta. The uh, patrons, or lack thereof, I was mentioning to yeah. JB, you know, watching the video and watching the tournament some, it is a little striking at first to look at it. You don't see people, although it's not, it doesn't throw you off once you start watching it. But I'm just curious, Don, so is it as simple as you got members of Augusta who are walking around? I hear some applause every now and then. Is it family members that are allowed? And like, pretty much. Pretty and much that's pretty that's much it. it. Just, uh, okay. Yeah. Family members, and I think if, you know, I don't, I think the number of tickets that they get is like um, eight. Eight, okay. Um, yeah, so so family members, guests of the players, and then the membership. Mm. And I was, it was uh, Mark Leishman, I saw him on 13 this morning make an eagle. And, uh, of course, 13, you know, you can't get within 100 yards of the green at 13 anyway. Yeah. But there's nobody on 13, and he turned and did the phantom wave and smile and thank you to nobody <laughs> uh, because there's no one there. There's You know, an eagle always gets a roar, mm-hmm. and it was just kind of a wry smile like, yeah, I just made an eagle in complete anonymity. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's uh, yeah, it's been, it's been a little bit different. Yeah, I guarantee you, you know, it's different. We had some people texting in about the difference in – trampled down areas versus not having them yeah. trampled down and that kind of thing also does it i mean it is that significant do you think you know the don't get off the fairway because the rough is taller because nobody's been walking on it or is that not a big thing i don't think that's a big thing because the, most of the uh, golf course the ropes in traditional masters are back where the trees are mm-hmm. uh the pine straw is what you generally see patrons Walking on, not the uh, second cut. Again, let's use the proper terms. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, I, I, I have noticed the second cut is uh, is higher uh, than it is in the spring. It's more of a, a real rough. 
Um, so that, and the only thing that really does, it's not hard to get the ball out of it. You're not mm-hmm. going to chunk it and hit it 30 yards, but that ball will not stop. It will release uh, and go through the greens. Seen that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the problems that players have had, this is what happened to DeChambeau on 13. You hit it in the woods, it's still tough. It's a recovery out of the woods is still tough. Fans or no fans, ropes or no ropes. You hit it in the trees, you're going to have an impossible often uh, recovery shot, especially if you try to take too much on. And uh, so the players who've made mistakes, uh, it's because they hit the ball offline off the tee. You hit it in the fairway here, uh, and you putt reasonably well, you're going to have a chance to make a good score. Yeah. You know, uh, for you, Don, you've been there um, at the tournament over 30 years straight now. you got a running streak going of, of being there, seeing them, covering them. I know I asked you the first question was, you know, how would you describe it? It is weird, you know, the right way, and, and you kind of said that. But for you personally, to be there in this environment, no patrons, um, playing in the fall, where does this, um, what do you think this will file, where this will go in your rank of all the ones that you've been to because of playing during a pandemic? Where do you think this one will stand when it's over? Well, it definitely will stand alone because there's nothing to compare it to. But I think at the end, it still comes down to what what did we have on Sunday? Mm. So, um, you know, it's like uh, when I think about the 38 that I've uh, been to, mm. you know, they ask which ones. So, you know, obvious answers, Jack Nicholas in 86, Woods in 97, Faldo in 96 over Norman, um, Phil Mickelson the first time, and, you know, so on and so forth. Uh, and some of the great ones are ones that maybe other people don't remember just because of the way they uh, developed, uh, you know, Rory McIlroy shooting 80 on Sunday and Jordan Spieth hitting three in the water at uh, number 12. You know, it's, it's, that's, those are the things you remember as opposed to, boy, that was the wettest. Like 03, uh, Shambly mentioned last night, 03, it rained all week. I remember that vividly when I think about it. Mm-hmm. But I have to think about it. It doesn't, it's not just like a memory. My memory of 03 is, you know, Mike Weir, uh, won the golf mm-hmm. tournament in a playoff over Lynn Matisse. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the fact that it rained all week. Now, am I going to remember this one was, you know, nobody was, yeah, I'll remember that. Mm-hmm. But still, at the end, it's going to be about the, uh, the golf tournament. When I mean, when you look back at the U.S. Open, I'm going to, this year, I'm going to remember how Bryson DeChambeau just Hit his short irons and his putting, the two things you wonder about with him, he was lights out with both, and he won. Yeah. Or the PGA Championship, I'm going to re- recall Colin Marikawa, you know, driving the green on 16 and making the putt for eagle. I'm going to remember the golf uh, as opposed to the circumstances, I think. Sure. Don, a couple of minutes here, plenty of time. So I saw the note. It was 15 years ago when Tiger had the chip in at 16. Uh, yep. Where the ball stands on the lip and then falls. Fifteen years ago. Yep. In terms of okay, so thirty-eight of them for you that you've been there. The loudest roar is that pretty close to the top. Oh, that's a great question. I'd say yeah, that one was uh, yes. That I'd say that um, I would. Say the 2000, I mean, the 86, the, the Jack Nick was Sure, yeah. 
the, um, if you'll recall, you'd have to go back and get the chronology of it all. But he made quite a run. He birdied, uh, he birdied eight, nine, ten, and eleven, mm. which got him, I think, within a shot of the lead. And he was playing an hour in front of, you know, Greg Norman and Tom Kite. He made a bogey at twelve, and it was like, oh well, that was a great run. And mm-hmm. then, uh, you know, he birdied thirteen, birdied fifteen. Again, par five, you're supposed expected to do that, but it gets him back in the in the conversation. And he hits the ball stiff at sixteen. Mm-hmm. And it was not the pin location that we see today. It was a little bit different. And he hit it right, you know, boom, like within two feet. And that was when I think everybody realized, hey, he could win this thing. Mm-hmm. And so that was the, you know, that's the roar I remember is probably being the loudest when he hit the, uh, and then of course you'll remember 17, uh, he made the birdie at 16. He birdied 17. That's the Vern Lenquist. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, you know, 16 key shots, 17, those are probably the loudest I can remember. Yeah. Really neat. Really neat. I wish I was there with you. And I it think. was funny. There was a, there was a, a, a Lance Barrow, who's the producer of golf at CBS, was telling the story the other night about, um, Frank Sherkinian at that Masters and Barrow was his assistant. And Barrow was like, Jack just made birdie at number eight. And he said, Frank said, I don't care. He said, uh, he just made birdie at number nine. Jack is not a story in this golf tournament. Mm. Uh, Jack just made turn, uh, uh, birdie at number 10. Talk, quit talking to me about Jack. Uh, Jack just made birdie at number 11. He said, let's run it. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. It took four. Yeah. It took four to yeah. go. That's great. It took four. <laughs> Don, really do appreciate getting to catch up with you. Um, enjoy the weekend. Can't wait. Bye, Matt. Thank you. Take care. All right, you too. Goodbye. Goodbye. Don Williams live from Augusta, his 38th consecutive Masters. How about that? They're going after it. Paul Casey, leader, seven under right now, one left to play in his first round. Stick around.